This is Confessions of a Pastor. A relentlessly real peek behind the scenes of Journey Church in Bend, Oregon. From church in a strip club to a strip mall. Going where Jesus would go to reach people Jesus would reach. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All for the glory of God. A journey of misery and miracles. Your hosts are the founders, Pastor Keith and Kara. There really is hope for everyone. Well, everyone, it is a bonus episode today. It is Monday morning, holy hangovers, but we have to share what God is doing. Right? Confessions of the past with the good, the bad, and the ugly, all for the glory of God. Come on. We've got miracles happening all over the place. Oh, speaking of miracles. Yes. Our, uh, our son finally fixed his car. Yes. Do you know what happened? Do you remember? Oh, I know what happened. We'll have to tell our listeners what happened. It was a small miracle that it's fixed. Well, let, let's go backwards in time just for a moment to testify to this miracle. I don't <laughs> fix anything on a car. No, this is true. I've never changed my oil. I've never changed a spark plug. I have changed windshield wipers. Oh, that reminds me. Remember one time you put... um. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> soap in my windshield wiper compartment yep. it was soap yep yeah it was actually soap for a um car wash no not Wasn't for it? car wash for uh what are those things that spray water um oh, with the hose uh, yeah what are those, i don't know what things called you know with the ah. oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> no. all i know is you put soap where windshield wiper fluid was supposed to be Anyway, water pressure or pressure, pressure oh. washer. Oh, pressure, it was for washer. The pressure washer. I took pressure washer soap <laughs> and put it in the car windshield wiper fluid. <gasps> yeah, and that was, fun. Uh, that was a disaster for a couple of years to try terrible. to get that. Actually, that up, soapy probably stuff. up until the point where we, we sold, sold it. it. We it sold that car. Still had remnants of that. Okay, so Anyhow, the, 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 the yeah. backstory is I don't do anything for the car. My son is much more mechanical than I am, and he's been doing all his own stuff on his car, changed his own oil changed his own brakes right uh, and all the stuff he does without his dad's help because i would actually make it worse you would that's true and he's decided he wanted to change out all of his spark plugs because something's misfiring and he wanted to try that but it's a bmw right so it's so a- an old one at that yeah i mean it's it's the engineering behind this is uh the design is terrible. You got to take off this to get to that, to get to that. Yeah. 15 bolts and stuff has to break to get to this and that. So they get all the spark plugs out. They're doing all this stuff and they, they had to use a magnet to get the spark plugs out because of how deep they are in the engine compartments. Yeah. I'm going to use the most layman terms I can, <laughs> but that's how they designed this thing. And they took that magnet that you have to use to get those spark plugs out they put it he and in his the buddy gravel. this is he and his buddy he and his buddy they he called his buddy because he needed a magnet that the buddy had he comes over they put the magnet in the gravel before they use it and some of the little rocks and pebbles from the gravel went onto the magnet and then when they went to use it again in the engine some of those pebbles went, went into in. the compartment yes and they went and spent hours and hours and hours. hours they sucked some of them up with a straw they sucked some dirt up with a straw. They tried to use a vacuum. They tried everything. They did, and they got all of them but one. In the last 24 hours, they were just just desperately trying to get the one out, and they finally did. So yes. late last night, his little sister's holding a flashlight for him to finish putting his car 
our back we together. We have a miracle working God, everyone. <gasps> right, right, right. Well, the yes. truth is that's, that's just a tiny thing, but the reality is life happens and it can be stressful. Even when you don't see the curveball coming, you can't see the pebbles that are going to get stuck in your engine compartment of life. You know, you're just trying to do a good thing and something happens and you got to work it out. And that's what yesterday's topic was at church, mm. overcoming anxiety, because we all get thrown curveballs. We yeah. all have the weight of the world on our lives at different moments. It doesn't matter how old you are or who you are. We all have worries sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think our, I, you know, think the American culture also creates uh, a lot of anxiety be just because, just culturally because of how we live. Yes. We're a busy culture. We love to compare. We, we love to put stress that's unnecessary and man, it can yeah. be too much. And yesterday I, I challenged the church to overcome anxiety by, by taking God at his word. Yeah. Yes. And doing what God says to do, to cast all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. Uh, that's 1 Peter 5, verse 7. Also Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and with supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And Kara, I invited the church to, to get out of their seats, to come to the altar and just lay their anxieties yeah. before the Lord. Yeah. And boy, they did. They responded. Wow. It was so powerful. This isn't something we do often coming to the altar physically, but I just felt it was important that there would be an outward action yes. of what we're believing in our hearts. Yes, exactly. That's, and that's what that, those moments do for people is it takes you from understanding it mm -hmm. uh, to actually being moved to action, right? Yes. To actually doing it. I think it's very symbolic and, and it was very well received and, and, and obviously, you know, we all struggle with anxiety. So uh, people were willing. Yes, it, it was well received. First service, so many started coming down to the altar. It filled up and then it went out into the aisles. It overflowed into the aisles. And people were just, they were bringing it all. They got real. That's one of our core values is to get relentlessly real. I, I shared with you a story of a, a gentleman that waited in line to talk to me. And he was weeping. And it was, it was like a... A good weeping. You know, it was like on a wedding day where you're, you're, you're glad, but you can't contain it. And he was weeping and he was serious. And he came before me and said, I've been wrestling for weeks whether or not I should go on antidepressants. And I wasn't sure. And today I have a relief off me that I'm not going to make that decision. And he just, he let that anxiety go. And it was amazing to, to witness that. And we're not against antidepressants or even, even medicine, but we do believe in a God that sometimes we, sometimes we go to the natural things of this world. Yeah, and because we, we can see them, right? That's yes, a, that's a we, we try to fix our lives. Yeah, that's a solution that we can see, right? So rather than going to the healer, Amen. you know, and it's not, medicine is not bad. God allow, you know, he, he's, he's overall, right? So uh, medicine is good, but it is amazing when we can go directly to the healer and he heals. Yes, and to, to hear him. To, to hear him confess that I'm giving this to God, that's, that's taking God at his word. Yeah. I'm bringing this before the Lord. I feel like, And I feel like that's a, a fight that we're bringing to Amen. our, you know, to our church and to our region is like, like we, we, we need to believe that God is who he says he is and he can do what he says he can do. So let's take him at his word. Not just know it in our heads, not just talk about it, not just study it. 
but yeah. put it into practice. Yeah, believe it. Yeah. That is one of the sayings I repeated in my sermon yesterday is our beliefs should shape our behavior or else we don't believe it. If we say we believe God's word and God says, do not be anxious about anything, cast all your anxieties yeah. on him. And we don't. Well, then our behavior ought to reflect that. Yes. And we're a stressed out world and then we fake it to the world as if we yeah. got our whole lives together when in reality, God wants us to give it to him. The, the second service, Kara, I did the same thing and I never know each service how people are going to respond. Mm -hmm. And immediately, people came down to the altar and right away, people got down on their knees. Mm. I didn't ask them to. Yeah. In fact, it was... It, it was the majority of people were getting on their knees one by one by one, dozens of people. And I even said from the microphone, you don't need to get on your knees. And the reason I thought that was like, this is concrete floor. This hurts. There's a price to pay here. Yeah, We're but that shows that that shows a posture of the heart that is surrendered. Amen. Because I often actually at church services see people on their knees on the concrete floor, not necessarily at the altar, but um, I do see people do that. And it's a, it's, a, it's a posture of the heart. Well, it was to me in that moment, it was just a, a reverence and an awe and a sacredness for taking God serious. Yeah. And I, I just love that. That, that can't be taught. That's caught. That's, that's the presence of God. I'm going to take him serious. We see that woven through the scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament, that when you encounter the glory and the reverence and the presence of God, you're down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a that, posture. that, Shekinah glory, yes. right? His, his the weight, manifest presence. The wonder. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, so Sunday morning was awesome. I loved hearing reactions. I love hearing people uh, share with me that, that God is tangibly moving and marking their lives. And I'm believing that that was the beginning of greater things to come, that yeah. there's going to be great breakthrough because God's people are taking him serious. Yeah. The yeah. disciples of Jesus are taking Jesus at his word and putting it into practice. Yeah. Amen. Then we invited people to come back to Pursuit Night. Pursuit night is our Sunday night gathering where we pray, where we, we, we pursue the Lord, we worship, but we decided to take a grill love offering. It's something we've done several times now at Pursuit Nights, where we just offer people with cash to come and meet a tangible need in our body. We, we did that for Ukrainian family last night, and we weren't sure what to expect. The church doesn't really know who this new family is. They're brand new to Journey. Yeah. The reason we did this offering is uh, a single mom at Journey took a step of faith to sponsor them. There, there are programs in place to come alongside these refugees that are fleeing a nation of war yeah. to come to America. And, and she sponsored this family of six, a mom and a dad, a husband and wife with four kids, an absolutely wonderful family. We introduced them at Pursuit Night. Yeah. And man, the response, we, that was about it. We hardly even told their story. And people started bringing the offering forward. Yeah. And it, it was such a beautiful picture. I mean, that, uh, our people are so generous, right? Yes. And that's like, that's a reflection of God. God is a generous God. And yes, so then is. when we're transformed by him, we, we are, you know, created into his likeness and, mm. and we're, we're being, um, uh, you know, sanctified in him like th that, that's the overflow is, is yes. a generous heart. And so 
we, the generosity that poured out last night was really incredible because like you yes, said, they didn't, nobody knew them. Right. We do have, um, a few other families from Ukraine that are part of our body that yes. have been sponsored by, you know, other journey families. Um, so the church has been hearing these stories, yeah. these struggles of, uh, of being in a community that was taken over by the Russians. Yeah. They're hearing that we're going to hear even more to come as we just sponsored, uh, uh, Ukrainian to, to go back and build some wells and, yeah. and, and just deliver some tangible needs to the church. Yep. He just got back this oh, okay. weekend. Okay. And can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear as well. So the church has been hearing stories, but they, they didn't know this particular family. And one by one, people came up and they brought 20s, hundreds. Uh, one, one mom brought up her purse and, and dumped coins. I mean, I don't know how many coins, five, ten dollars worth of coins out of a yeah, purse, just yeah. shaking it. It's actually but a really cool picture to it, it me. It was, because you could hear it on the platform, and, yeah. and, and the money was piling up. It wasn't like it went into a box that we couldn't see. We yeah. could see it. Mm -hmm. And as it was coming, they began to weep. Yeah. The family, they were weeping. The sponsor was weeping, because here they had an obstacle. They had needs that they thought were going to be met through the government who, who had these, um, Benefits. These programs yeah. in place for refugees, and those programs expired days before they arrived, and they didn't know that. Yeah, they expired they, at the end of September, and they came like the second or third of uh, October. Yeah, so they arrived, and all of a sudden, what they thought was going to be put into place yes. was not they there. Missed. And now they're in a foreign country yes. that With most no money. of them don't speak the language. Yeah, and and how are they going to do this? Yeah, and then the church steps up. Right, and man, there was uh, it was incredible. There was a paper bag full of, of $1 bills and they were counted 823 $1 bills. Right? Now in the old school journey, when we were the church in a former strip club, uh, we knew that that could have been dancer money. Right. <laughs> but I actually know who gave that money. I ended up asking him a little bit about that. He told me the story behind that. He collects $1 bills. His brother that passed away, uh, I believe from cancer, uh, he taught him to save your $1 bills. He called it bum money. Mm -hmm. And then you give it to someone on the streets when they have need. And it's incredible that if you just save a $1 bill here and there, yeah. it adds up. Yeah. He had a 823 awesome. $1 bills that he gave in a, just a, grocery, a, bag. a grocery paper bag yeah. rolled up. And man, people just kept coming. And it was diverse. Children, teenagers, uh, older people all just started bringing this offering. Now, right before the service started, Kara, I went to our business administrator and I said, hey, push back on me if we shouldn't do this, but hey, what do you think if we just match dollar for dollar, whatever the church gives, uh, the, the people in the church, yeah. we write a check for, for yeah. the same amount, dollar for dollar. And she's like, let's do it. I'm like, are you sure? And I, <laughs> and I really didn't know how much people were going to give. Yeah. Maybe a thousand, two thousand. We've done this before, you know, when someone had an immediate need and, you know, we've gotten over $3,000 once and we got 1700 another time. And, you know, because we don't typically prepare the people for this, Yeah, you know, it's, Hey, if you've got cash, it's just come bring this. And it's not traditional offerings. And gorilla love is taken from the principle of warfare. You love when you least expect it. You know, it's, it's like guerrilla war. You surprise your enemy when they least expect it. We've taken that principle of war, adapted it to love, and people showed up last night. We ended up getting, you ready for this drum roll? People gave almost $8,000. Yeah, so $8, good. $8,000. Now we're going to match that. The church is going to give this family $16,000. Right? So good. And they were so thankful. I mean, 
they were just in tears. Yes. The the woman that sponsored them, who I know uh, pretty well, she was just she came to me afterwards um, after the whole service and right. and everything. And the number had kind of been announced. It's a little bit bigger today because of some offering that had been taken in the morning that hadn't been counted. Um, but uh, uh, she came to me and just said. I can't believe that we are literally asking God and he's literally answering it. Like God he's is answering prayer. He's answering our prayers. And she, she came to me in tears and just saying, I'm coming to you in humility. This is not boastful. Yeah. I'm not saying this to be proud. I'm saying this because we are asking and God is answering mm. and it's, it's beautiful. I love it. And, and that was our entire day yesterday. I kept hearing Kara over and over from people within the church that God is answering their prayers over yeah. and over. I, I had one gal come up to me and share with me, remember me, you prayed for my family. I've got to tell you, God answered that prayer. Mm. I thought it was impossible, but he answered that prayer. I talked to another dad and he was just sharing with me about where his son is at and how God has answered their prayer. And and in the moment, sometimes it doesn't seem like it, but, but he does. He answers prayer, which gives us confidence to keep coming Absolutely. to God. Absolutely. You know, I prayed with, and anointed a gal with oil yesterday who's diagnosed diagnosed with uh, with heart cancer she's got heart and uh, excuse me she's got cancer in uh, one of the valves of her heart it's stage four it's very serious she starts chemo next week that helps me go into that prayer with confidence as we call it at journey church the double-fisted promise of god like shadrach yeah. meshach and abednego yeah. in the book of daniel they said we know that god can deliver us Yes, And so we believe that God can deliver us. That's one fist, holding on to the promise. God can do anything. And even if he doesn't, yes. we're He's still going to believe God. in him. Yep. We're not going to bow down to false idols. So yep. I'm going to trust God. No matter what the outcome is, I'm going to trust God. Yeah. yeah. And we're seeing it. That family... They are so beautiful. I mean, they have four four girls. We, we've talked about them so much because they just have a purity about them. They love Jesus. And you're back to the Ukrainian family, right? I'm back right? to the yeah. Ukrainian family. I'm just, I'm, I'm just coming back to the, the answered prayer because after church, all of them were gathered around us. The teenage girls kept hugging us. They were hugging our teenage daughter. Yeah. And uh, they were trying to talk to us in broken English. Yeah. We're trying to, you know, translate what's going on. They're thanking us. They're for the generosity, the the mom of the family kept telling she, us, "We have God's children here." <laughs> yeah, and she, I didn't, I couldn't totally tell what she was trying to communicate because she just she doesn't speak English very well. But if you could just try to read what she was trying to say on her face, yes, and her tears, gratitude. Oh my goodness, like oh. gratitude. Multiplied, um, and you know, we first we only met this family two weeks ago mm -hmm. uh, when they first came into town. They invited us over, so they've been gifted a fully furnished, really nice home mm -hmm. for um, I believe it's three months. Their first yeah. three months here, a vacation rental to help them get established and yeah. find something yeah. new. Yeah, so they invited us over to their vacation rental, and they cooked us a phenomenal meal. I yes, mean, like all homemade. <laughs> it was delicious. Yes. And um, and then at that, at the towards the end of that night of that meal, like worship just broke out so Amen. all the families from ukraine were at this that, that that come to journey that you know we've uh you know they're they're a part of our family now yes. they were all there and so 
uh, Ruslan, what the, the first family, right. um, he uh, was a worship leader in Ukraine. So he busts out his guitar and he starts singing and um, all spontaneous. Yeah, it wasn't like this was planned. He didn't ask permission. Hey guys, do you want to sing songs? He goes and grabs his guitar, starts beating the guitar, singing songs, and everyone. I mean, it was so wonderful. Yeah, I mean, worship just broke out. I it mean, was it was church. God was there. Yes. I mean, it was like, it was really beautiful. And so that was our first introduction to this uh. family. And the teenage girls, they have four girls. Three of them are teenagers. There's the, the, the fourth one is younger. Mm-hmm. But those teenage girls, I mean, they, you can just see it all over their, their countenance. Like yes. they love Jesus with everything. They're worshiping, they're raising their hands, they're singing. I mean, this family is, is, they love Jesus tremendously. And what's so special about this, Kara, I mean, it's, I've been in church a very long time now, but to witness the way they worship, it's like they're in the presence of God. We should all worship that way. We should all desire the presence of God, want the presence of God. But it's as if Yeshua is right in front of them and they are laying it on the line, loving Jesus. It's taught me so much already. And they've just got, they've only been here a few weeks. Well, I, that's why I, that's what I kept trying to communicate to them as well as I could to their daughters to translate to the mom that, and to the daughters, to to all of them. Like you guys are as much of a blessing to us as we are to, as you think we are to you. Come on. Like, this is this goes both ways here. <laughs> yes. And as we continue to learn stories of, of what was taking place in Ukraine when they left and even stories of happening now, it is a huge blessing. I mean, it humbles ourselves. One of the things we learned in First Peter five yesterday is is that there are so many others suffering. That, yes. that, that we need to consider that we're not alone in what we go through, whether it's anxiety or worry or stress. Other people are in this, and we're better when we hear other people's yes. story. We get to be a part of that story. It's so New Testament what's happening at Journey Church right now. Yeah. I mean, people are giving to those who are in need. Mm-hmm, we're breaking mm-hmm, bread together. Mm-hmm. We're, we're witnessing what God desires. We're, pray- we're laying hands on each Amen. other. We're, we're seeing answered prayer. Like yes. I agree. It's, it's a really cool... It's just a really neat movement. I'm really thankful to be a part of it. It's an awesome season, which is why we wanted to jump on here for this bonus episode. Uh, It's Monday. I have a holy hangover. I'm exhausted from yesterday. (laughs) This is what typically happens. It's a full day, 5 a.m. to 8.30 or 9 p.m. It's a very, very full day, but man, is it worth it. It's wonderful. And we want to speak into your lives as well and give God the glory that he does answer prayer. He's a miracle working God. We, We lay down our anxiety at the altar. We ask God to provide for our needs. Yes. And, and we do it in the, the posture that we even learned in scripture. We're not anxious about anything because in everything and prayer with supplication, with thanksgiving, it, yeah. it's with a thankful heart, we bring our request before God. Yeah. And thankfulness, I feel like is the key to a lot of things. Yes. You know, like we can, you can have two people going through the same thing and, and look oh. at it very differently, right? Yes. Uh, one from a posture of thankfulness and one not. Oh. Um, so I, I just thankful. And thankfulness is like, that's something you, so I think, much. you have to learn. There's so much. There's so much that we can be thankful for. And it, we do have to learn it. It's just not something you arrive at. This is a journey. And, and we're on this journey together. We are better together. So today, listener, if you have gotten this far in this bonus episode, what are you thankful for? What are you asking of God? What do you need to lay at the altar and no longer carry? Just cast all your anxieties on Jesus because he cares for you today.
Come on, somebody. Even if it's a pebble in your engine. <laughs> they came out. They did it. Is they there, got it. Is there anything too small for God? Right. Is there anything too great for God? Nothing is impossible with God. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Well, God bless you, everyone. This is Confessions of a Pastor. Until next time. Thanks for joining us on the journey of Confessions of a Pastor. Please hit subscribe and rate. We are better together. See you next time.